0: Support comes from Kenmore Air, offering escapes to the beautiful San Juan Islands this spring. Convenient daily 45-minute flights to San Juan Island, Orcas, and Lopez Islands from only $169 per person one way. Bookings available now at KenmoreAir.com. Hey, good morning. It's Patricia Murphy. It's Thursday. This is Seattle Now. That is the sound of a fresh Lunar New Year beer created by a local Asian-owned brewery. In a minute, we'll talk with the co-founders of Lucky Envelope Brewing about what the holiday this weekend means to them and taste some of the limited-run brews. We'll also hear from the Washington legislator who wants to make Lunar New Year a state-recognized holiday. But first, let's get you caught up. A bill that bans police from hog-tying suspects unanimously passed through the state Senate this week. It's headed to the House. Hog-tying is defined as fastening together a suspect's bound or restrained ankles with their bound or restrained wrists. The bill was spurred by the 2020 death of Manny Ellis. He was hog-tied by Tacoma police and told officers he couldn't breathe. Singapore-based fast fashion company Shein is moving into the Seattle area. The company announced it's expanding into office space in Bellevue to operate a logistics and fulfillment center in hopes of speeding up delivery times for U.S. customers. Bloomberg reports Shein is valued between $45 and $55 billion. It's one of the fastest growing fashion companies in the world. And here's something cool. Washington State Department of Health is installing kiosks across the state stocked with things like free COVID-19 and flu tests. DOH says local health authorities and tribal nations can also choose what else to put in the machines, like naloxone, STI tests, and fentanyl test strips. You'll see kiosks in food banks, transit stations, churches, schools, and libraries as soon as this week. This Saturday marks the Lunar New Year. For many cultures in East Asia, a celebration of the arrival of spring. For State Representative Milan Tai, the holiday is a connection to her past and her future. Lunar
1: New Year's means home. Lunar New Year's means fireworks. Lunar New Year's means family, the ability to connect with my ancestors. And my future children and grandchildren. Milin and her
0: family came to the U.S. from Vietnam as refugees when she was a teenager. Each new year, they celebrate Tet, the largest holiday for many people in Vietnam and the Vietnamese diaspora. Milin says one element of her Tet tradition is a new
1: start renewal through reflections, an opportunity to correct wrongs, and an opportunity to do more good for not only myself, but my families and further out my communities. And a lot of those practices builds capacity for empathy. And I think by doing that, it's really deepening the ideas and the ideals of
0: belonging. When she started living and going to school in the U.S., Milan started celebrating holidays that were new to her. Halloween, Thanksgiving, Martin Luther King Jr.
1: Day. I didn't know we would celebrate Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. until I learned about his work as far as civil rights movement, that including me, including my family, including my community in it, and being able to learn about it appreciate it, and celebrated, it. um, It's building communities. Today,
0: she hopes Lunar New Year can provide the same opening for people to learn about her culture. She was elected to the State House of Representatives in 2019, and every year since, she's introduced a bill that would make Lunar New Year a state-recognized holiday. According to census estimates, more than 700,000 Washingtonians have heritage in countries that celebrate Lunar New Year. That's almost 10 percent of our population. The most recent version of Milan's bill is still moving through the legislative process. Even without official recognition, Lunar New Year is part of the fabric of Seattle. One local business celebrating is Lucky Envelope Brewing, a craft beer maker
2: based in Ballard. The brewery is named after a Lunar New Year custom. It comes from the tradition, Chinese tradition, of the elderly generation, uh, gifting the younger generation uh, red envelopes filled with money.
0: That's Raymond Kwan, one of Lucky Envelope's co-founders and its director of operations. He grew up in New Jersey, the first generation of his family to be born in the U.S. His parents are from Hong Kong. Growing up, Lunar New Year meant spending time with other Asian-American families and getting those red
2: envelopes from his parents. The color red is meant to ward off evil spirits, and the money inside is supposed to bring prosperity to the person receiving it. And, you know, it was exciting to kind of tie in our cultural heritage into the name of the brewery. I caught
0: up with Raymond and his co-founder, Barry Chan, at Lucky Envelopes Brewery and tap Room. Barry is Chinese-American and grew up celebrating Lunar New Year with his family in Pennsylvania. He's Lucky Envelope's brewmaster. That means he's in charge of cooking up their special Lunar New Year beer flavors every year. Now, I have to be honest, I am not a big beer drinker. I tend to favor cider, but even to me, the flavors in these beers are intriguing. Barry cracked a few cans open to give me an early taste.
3: We have a sample of two beers for, uh, for you to try. The one, it's an annual release we do. It's our uh, Double Happiness Barrel Asian Imperial Stout, Ooh. Asian Westland Whiskey Barrels. It's a good partnership we have with them. And uh, we blended those together, and then we added Szechuan peppercorns and vanilla into it as well. Wow. So it's a really nice blend of... Uh, Chocolate, a little bit of that whiskey, caramelly booziness, and then the Szechuan peppercorns add this really nice kind of earthy, floral, citrusy. It feels like it's going to taste spicy because a lot of times you're used to associating the flavor of Szechuan peppercorns with, um, with like hot Szechuan cuisine, but it doesn't really get to the spicy level. Nice. Yeah. All right.
0: Oh, look at that beautiful color. Oh wow. That is surprisingly delicious. Glad to hear. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a little afraid of beer, and mm-hmm. I definitely lean towards a cider, right? So I'm traditionally a lightweight, but this is surprisingly tasty mm-hmm. and not as hoppy as I thought yep. it might be.
3: Yeah, it's a, a traditional style. They can be a little bitter, but a lot of them won't um, have that. Uh, overly hoppy character that you'll get in, you know, like IPAs or something that's a little more traditional and popular these days.
0: Yeah, I'm a very untrained palate, but that was surprisingly delicious. Glad you like it. Yeah, (laughs) Barry,
3: you might have made a fan here. (laughs) What's this? This beer that I just cracked open is our Year of the Dragon Dragon Fruit Wheat, and uh, this is our fifth year of collaborating with Highland Brewing in Asheville, North Carolina. The owners are Asian-American as well, opened in the nineteen eighties, and um, the founder Oscar Wong is known as the godfather of uh, Asheville craft beer. So, and oh, wow. everybody knows that Asheville is a, you know, it's a big booming beer scene these days. And uh, we're just super lucky and fortunate to uh, have partnered with them these past five years. There's a lot of symbolism in a Lunar New Year celebrations, so. Oranges. They're the color of gold, so they're, they're lucky for that. You'll eat long noodles because of long life. So with this one, we decided to have a little fun, and we wanted to put dragon fruit into the wheat as a kind of a little symbolic celebration. It's a wheat beer, very wheat-heavy in terms of uh, the, the recipe that we used. We did hop it with uh, some experimental uh, hops. It's called 1019, HBC 1019, <laughs> and um, another called Luminosa. And these are really nice fruity hops that they don't have a lot of that kind of pine, dank, back flavor. Some of the more assertive uh, character that you'll get in a lot of uh, uh, traditional West Coast IPAs. They're very fruity and floral, and they have a lot of nice character without being overly aggressive.
0: All right, well, let's give it a try. Oh, wow, that has almost a pinkish color
3: to it. Yep, that is the dragon fruit.
0: That's very pretty. Oh, and this is good, too. You know, I'm getting that fruitiness at the top. It's very nice. Pretty color, too.
3: Yeah, everybody likes a pink beer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you're going to have a celebration here. Let's talk about your, your plan for Saturday, which I am really thrilled to see includes dumplings.
2: Yeah, so um, <laughs> Saturday is our big kickoff event, so it actually is Lunar New Year Day. We'll be open from noon to 10 that day. We're going to have uh, a handful of red envelopes to give away to the first uh, X number of customers who walk through the door. One of our favorite food trucks, Panda Dim Sum, here serving up out of their school bus. Uh, some dim sum from 3 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. that day. We are going to have a new selfie booth uh, set up for people to take Lunar New Year-themed selfies and send those to their friends and family, and we're really excited to be able to share the event with the community. It looks like the weather's going to be holding up for us, and so we're really looking forward to a a very busy uh, and celebratory day. Yeah, fun. Super fun. You know, one of the things that Barry and I have learned, kind of revisiting our heritage, our background, um, when we opened the brewery. You know, is having conversations with our parents, having conversations with family and friends who probably grew up in more traditional households. And one of the things we've learned, and it's very consistent across a lot of Chinese celebrations, is that it is very Mm community-focused. And the whole point of a lot of the major holidays in Chinese culture is to bring people together, particularly family and friends. And aside from your red lanterns and your lucky envelopes, uh, it's about food and drink. And uh, what's really awesome about the craft beer community is that it is a community that revolves around drink. And uh, the correlations we see between the craft beer industry and Chinese culture and bringing people together in a community setting just to share a beverage and cheers and share stories and just have fun, it makes everything about what we're doing with the brewery, how we're uh, engaging the community and supporting the community, much more fun. Yeah. You know, I don't want to speak for Barry, but, you know, when we took off on this endeavor to be our own bosses and start this crazy idea of a brewery, there was a lot of stress involved, right? But almost nine years later now, I think that both of us can say that – We definitely uh, still have a lot of stress. We still work a lot. But uh, we're a lot happier with where we are than, you know, our previous careers and what we were doing before this. And so, um, you know, I don't think I would trade anything at this point in my career, in my life, for anything else. Like, this is really fun. And despite all the ups and downs that come with being a small business owner, like, we're having a lot of fun with it. We're meeting a lot of great people. And we got to do a lot of things with the community.
0: Thanks so much for showing me around the brewery. Really appreciate it. We're going to put links to your Lunar New Year events and other celebrations in the city in our show notes for anybody who wants to stop by or partake in anything around the city. Raymond, Barry, really appreciate it. Thanks a lot.
2: Thank you so much for having us. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to Seattle Now. and extra thanks to the generous listeners who financially support the show. Today's episode was produced by Claire McGrain. She's excited to try Lucky Envelope's Oolong Lager. Our production team also includes Caroline Chamberlain-Gomez, Jenny Cecil Moore, and Vaughn Jones. Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. Seattle Now and KUOW Public Radio are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts